I forgot the lav mic. And the kid is sleeping. You are now about to witness the awesome crushing might of Robinson Show. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay. Got stigmata. Hey, listen, you know what Chuck Dukowski once told me? He once told me, don't get angry if nobody comes to your show. Don't get angry at the show. It's not the fault of the two people who showed up that everybody else stayed home. Can't take it out on them. Got to go full speed ahead no matter what. Black flag philosophy one-on-one. Not the fault. So, Ian and Matt, thanks for showing up. <laughs> I don't blame you. Last night's affair was, uh, well, we'll get into that in a bit. Right now, let's say this is round a 160 not as well, uh, 1 uh, 160 of the Eugene Robinson show stomper um but the most interesting thing that happened today was a huge fight i got into we'll talk about it in a second let's let bob riley sing us in as he has since 2007 stigmata intro all of nothing from the calling of the just. At your face. Or being paid back and for always nothing. All right. All right. Uh, all right, my friends. The few yous that showed up. Listen, there's a direct correlation to to terrible fights and low attendance. And that uh, you know, for a period of time, I, I said, hey, you know, after we after knuckle up went uh, shuffled off this mortal coil, I decided, well, I'm just gonna have a show where I talk about whatever. But sadly, whatever ends up being MMA because that's kind of what I think about. <laughs> in in other words, like horse and cart, cart, cart and horse. It's like, I thought, well, now I'm free to talk about anything. I can talk about whatever I'm thinking about. As it turns out, MMA is what I'm thinking about. I mean, maybe I had some errant thoughts where I thought about, you know, David Hume or, or, <laughs> or, or you know, Franz Fanon or, you know, some literary figure. But in actual fact, I was thinking about the fights. So uh, I'm just being honest at, the, at you. <laughs> um, uh, so first of all, let's get the commercials out of the way. Some of you has been going in through pinko95014 at yahoo.com to PayPal me directly. I got to say it to use. Thank you for that. Some of you go to patreon.com slash the stomper. 
Still haven't gotten accounting from them on the 11th. I think maybe I need to check up on that to see how. Oh, no, I think we did. The numbers were good. And uh, so thank you all for that who come in that way. So between that, PayPal and, uh, and Tommy LB going direct uh, through via snail mail, we're actually, this is a, a, a decent deal, a decent deal we got going on. We don't have super fancy stuff. I got the, the newer light here, ring light from, uh, from Johnny G. I got the uh, uh, I got the lav um, and uh, so what what else do I need? <laughs> so uh, um, 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 let's see, uh, let's am I done with the commercials? Oh no, I'm not actually. Um, I'm super excited about uh, the Substack, eugenesrobinson.substack.com. Uh, this week I have a surprise for you. It's not brand consistent, but if you think hard enough, it is brand consistent. I got an interview with the MacArthur Genius, the MacArthur Genius Grant Award winner uh, and film director, Allison Anders, um, who did Gas, Food and Lodging, and put a lot of punk rock folks in it, which is how she came to my attention. And uh, I don't know if you know a lot about her story, uh, super compelling story, it was gang raped when she was 12, um, you know, and just kind of, went nuts after that and then somebody you, you know you could you abandoned by father when she was a kid i mean you know terrible early life story and then ended up um becoming a film director like bing you know all these people like had that moment and looks at god oh, this she could do something and she did something so you should check it out eugenesrobinson.substack.com um if you don't get the newsletter you should and I got another one coming up for next week. This is a subsection of the newsletter called Five Easy Pieces, where I try to ask people five questions that have nothing to do with why we why they're famous, right? I I, I kind of cheated a little bit with Allison Anders because I didn't want to, I mean, yeah, like with Albini, we didn't really talk about music at all. But with her inevitably film and that my my guest next week, oh boy, moi. You, it, it's super controversial and of the moment, and uh, I'm interested to see what y'all think about it. So sign up. Oh, look at this. Archer's here. But he, he's in time for the set, but then Archer's going to go, well, I, I'm just going to go grab a beer. <laughs> I'll be back before this song is over. Three hours later, he's back. People are loading the gear out. Oh, did I miss it? Ah, oh, man, I was talking about, I had a buddy, actually, I busted his balls about getting on the guest list, put him on the guest list, and he's like, hey, man, I got laid. I go, get the, get the, no, I was at the bar, I met this woman, it, 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 this was in the Tenderloin in San Francisco, it was like 42nd Street in New York, he says he picks a woman, I go, woman, mm. he goes, no, 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 she was great, we went back to my house, and that's so why I missed your set. It's like, never again, never again, won't put you on the list. So anyway, um, so um, let's start off, let's start off with, um, let's start off with Thug Rose. I think we're done with the commercials. Yeah, I just, yep. Uh, and um, let me, I'm gonna start off as I typically do with a couple of stories. In, a, uh, in Daniel Goldhagen's book, Hitler's Willing Executioners, there's a scene about an apartment building uh, in Lithuania. And, um, you know, there's no internet, obviously, back in 1938, whenever, uh, but people paid attention, were apprised of events, knew the Nazis were coming. And after they found out the Nazis had invaded and took over, 
everybody in the building, in this apartment building, said, well, as much to curry favor with the, the new owners, so to speak, um, or equally compelling was the idea that they would begin evening old scores. Um, people in the building dragged out their Jewish neighbors to the courtyard. And um, I'm pretty sure this is Lithuania, not, not Latvia. Um, for the purposes of this story, it doesn't make a difference. And uh, with big metal pipes, they beat their neighbors to death in the courtyard and photographed it. And photographs appear in Daniel Goldhagen's book of the neighbors being beaten to death by their neighbors with a uh, big steel pipe, one neighbor in particular. And he piled the bodies after he killed them all, piled the bodies. He climbed on top of the pile of dead bodies of his former neighbors, people he said hello, goodbye to. And, and he uh, produced a, an accordion or some sort of music box and began to play the Lithuanian national anthem. Now, I tell you that story um, by way of leading into another story. Some friend of mine was, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say, what is the word? Not, uh, not uh, myth-making. He was myth-making this possibility of a date he had with this woman coming up. It's like, oh, she's so hot. She's, she's this and she's hot and she's hot and this and that. Hot. I go, hot. Mm. He says, yeah, you know, she, and he starts describing her physical attributes as, as men are wont to do. You know, this and that and she's got this. And I go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me tell you a little story. So now, now I'm telling you a story inside of a story. And uh, it's about the, it's called uh, the Three Infernal Jokes. And it's about this guy who belongs to a men's club. Um, in uh, England, and uh, Lord Dunsany wrote it, and they're having, you know, drinks and smoking cigars, whatever they do in men's clubs. I don't belong to one; have no need. Um, and at the end of the evening, they're, they're all going around the table. It's like a bragathon, and they're all talking about uh, their attributes. And, well, been, and one guy who's not been particularly popular and not that well liked member of it, he goes, "Well, I have an attribute you might be interested in." And they said, what's that? And he says, well, to me, all women are equally unattractive. The people don't understand. He goes, In other, let me put it another way. To me, all women are equally attractive. And then there's a puff of smoke. And suddenly, he's, you know, people kind of dissipate and they go about their way. There's somebody in a booth he didn't really recognize, a face that he didn't really recognize in the club emerges emerges from, uh, uh, emerges, um, you know, uh, emerges from cigar smoke in the corner. He said, you know, I find your, your, your attribute very interesting. I'd like to buy it from you. And he goes, buy it? How do you buy my attribute? And he goes, I, I have my ways. And he goes, I'll tell you, I'll give you an exchange for your attribute. I will give you three jokes that are guaranteed to make anybody who hears them die laughing. So the guy goes, I have no need for my attribute. You're sure you can have it. And he takes the jokes. Well, long story, and I'm not going to go into the whole story. If you want, read Lord Dunsany, um, God's Men and Ghost, great book. But of course, if you hadn't figured it out, it was the devil who had bought his attributes, right? His attribute. 
in that he saw all because it is it is the willingness to uh, um, to myth make objects of our affections that allows us to do crazy things. When in actual fact, with just a little bit of distance, you just pull you pull that telescope out just a little bit, and you have these naked lunch moments where you're looking at what's on the end of your fork, and you have to I have to I have to agree with Bukowski's comment. We are not that much. Her, him, me, you. Hairless apes, that's us. And so this guy who's exulting in this date, I said, you know what I think? I think about two hours of talking to somebody who's got nothing to talk about. You should think about that. I had to, I had to, I, 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 it wasn't so much souring his evening as it was set, setting, setting him up for the correct way of thinking about things. So, you know, um, you might expect me to be disappointed in Rose hit me with the trifecta. Y you know, I mean, uh, the red is dead thing, but rather be dead than red. Of course, you know, that harkens back to McCarthyism and one of the worst eras in, in the American body politic. But that was okay, sort of not okay, but it was, I wasn't outraged. I wasn't really willing to roll a tumbrel in, get the pitchforks out. It's like, you know, somebody didn't, maybe didn't make it through high school. I, what, 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 people around me say stupid stuff all the time. Um, but then going into Lithuanian freedom fighters and, and then Christ consciousness, and then I was out. Then I was done. Then I was done. You know, there was a point at which they were talking to Leon Spinks. They had gone over to his house, famous former heavyweight champion, and they were looking around his house as they're interviewing him, and they see this strange contraption, and uh, they can't figure out, is it an exercise machine or what is it? And somebody says, Leon, what's that? Like, you know, they figure it's some secret, he's training. And Leon says, that's a love machine. And the journalist says, a love machine? Yep, a love machine. And his agent at that point says, that's enough, Leon. You know, just because somebody puts a mic in front of your face, I mean, this is maybe something better saved for, uh, uh, you know, if the shoes fit. Just because somebody, the Tuesday night show, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just because somebody puts a mic in front of your face doesn't mean you should yield to the compulsion to say something or anything. You know, I mean, I mean, I, oh, man, oh, man. Unforced error to end all unforced errors. There were millions of ways to gin up your interest in that fight. Millions of ways to 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 to, to, to get people excited about it. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You could say that you know communism ran roughshod over my country. My people feel it deeply. You know, as a representative, but. Red is dead, red be dead, then red shows the, the major sort of kind of confusion over historical accuracy. 
including raising the specter of Joseph McCarthy. And you know, if you think if you think that what's happening in China right now is communism, you're aggressively wrong. We haven't seen pure was, pure communism existed for about 90 days after the revolution. <laughs> That's it. We haven't seen anything close to that since, right? You know, it wasn't it wasn't communism with them. I don't care what they called it. Maoism was meism. Stalinism was not communism. So let's not confuse things. But you know, what regardless of race, national color, creed, I mean, you know, there are some fighters. Chris Rock uncovered this thing, and he was talking to some fighters and uh, African American fighters, and they said, "Have you ever been beaten by a white guy?" And he was like, "No." And he goes, um, "What would you do if you were beaten by a white guy?" He goes, "I'd probably quit." <laughs> you know, Chris Rock was playing it for laughs, and yeah, so yeah, ha ha, funny, 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 funny. Yeah, you, the meism. I love, I love meism too. The, I wrote a paper on Chiang Kai-shek when I was in high school, and but I still thought there was like this noble thing of Mao marching, you know, the People's Army marching, 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 marching. And then I found out that Mao was carried, <laughs> and people were dying. He had one of these things, you know, that they have with the big bed. You know, and they have the things on the body. I forget, not penjandrum. It's I forget what it's called. Um, and they're carrying him. And you know, when people would die from malnutrition or whatever or effort, mosquito malaria, he would have him replaced. And it wasn't like he was just up there. He had books, and not only did he have books, he had food. <laughs> and it never, for a moment, dawned on him that there was a problem with that. How are you going to have a problem with a guy like that who doesn't eat? I mean, sometimes I've said it's knowledge of what uh, um, um, somebody wants to, to, to define cruelty and said uh, the knowledge of enjoyment in wrongdoing. Yeah, but you, you have to kind of get to that stage where the person like violates that the Wollencraft thing of no, no, no man, no person consciously does evil evil. Now it's like, I'd be a fool to do this any other way. But what about the people who are carrying you? <laughs> like I said, I'd be a fool to do this any other way. I got my books. I got a, a leg of ham here. Got some soup. It's kind of rocky. It's kind of a rocky ride. So the specter, you know, the, the, you, can, you can make these straw people of, of, of whatever, whatever you need to get yourself out of your bed, get yourself out of bed to fight your opponent. But at, at this point right now, my tendency is to say, look, why don't you take some time off from the fight game and, and you know, embrace adult education? And it, to tie in the Chris Rock thing, you do know that I'm like, <laughs> I mean, uh, and we kind of got into this last night, if you've been following on Twitter, this whole idea of guilt, responsibility, cat, you know, categorical uh, uh, thing about the uh, cops and brutality. Guy said, well, do you think that every black person is a criminal? And they said, well, do you think every cop is racist? He said, within, within the framework of a racist system, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're actually a racist or not. The outcome of, you know, the outcome of your activities you know, ends up supporting a system that doesn't do anybody any good. In other words, keeps that guy up in that chair, eating the ham and reading the books while people die underneath or get killed with the knees on their necks on the sidewalk. 
Now, my mother was a cop for a period of time. She wasn't out, uh, I'm guessing, beating up uh, 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 unarmed uh, African-American men, but I don't know. But at least if she did it, she would not have been motivated by racial animus. That much I do know. But the point of the, point of the story is that with, with Rose, first of all, nobody should be listening to her. <laughs> Second of all, having now made the mistake of listening to her because somebody made the mistake of having her talk, um, you don't need to do anything at this point, right? It's we're already we're already at the end of the block. We're already in, involved in a red light district of sports. That's us in boxing and professional wrestling. You know, we're we're already in the adults only section. You know, um, I mean, I can't think of any other press conference that I wouldn't want to show my kids. A la McAnal versus Floyd Mayweather. You're a bitch. No, you're a bitch. No, you're a bitch. No, you're a, you're a fucking bitch. I'm gonna fuck you like a bitch. God. So we're 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 already on the on the garbage scow. And to complain about the stink on the garbage scow is not what we should be doing. The people who care about her should have given her a, a, a that's enough, Leon. Should have given her one of those moments. I don't need to know about your religious affiliation, your Christ consciousness, some argo bargle about Jesus and religion and Lithuania and God and just communism and, and Hayden. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to know whatever is existing in, in China right now is, is nothing to do with communism, okay? Communes. Guys are driving Ferraris there. Communes. You know, don't fall for the kayfabe. But, you know, fundamentally, um, you know, Fundamentally, where does that leave us? I'll tell you exactly where it leaves us. It leaves us where we were a few weeks ago when we had one, two, three strikes you're out. <laughs> we got we decided to give it nine strikes. Shitty card after shitty card with something unexpected happening. And you start to have serious questions about how long am I in this for? I used to be in the 80s, in the early 80s, I was really into pro wrestling. And this was a callback because in the in the early to mid seventies, I was really into pro wrestling. Something happened at bodybuilding and disco, and punk rock, and I was out for ten years and came back in college to pro wrestling, which segues perfectly into the fight that I had. Uh, you won't hear it. You won't hear it because she deleted it. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. The, uh, yeah. Finley, Finley, John beaten you, you got it. I, I was number one on care. Don't care for the past two weeks, but the fight I got into and she called it a fight. I never called it a fight mostly because I come from the school of thought where, I mean, this is why I started fighting where, um, as long as, we're staying away from ad hominem attacks that we can scream at each other all we want because we're 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 um confident in the nature of our relationship so we're not going to feel i mean that's what comments to a certain degree you know i mean they're a lot I, I call it a big tent all those guys i was disagreeing with last night about police brutality and racism you know jane easy man if I, if I weren't his part of the world i would go visit and hang out with him it's not it's not a personal but she didn't want to do it, and so she cut it out. Um, and John was out of the show this week, so it was just uh, uh, Steph and I. And and she cut it out. She goes, "I love you, Eugene. I don't want to 
us fighting on the air. I was like, ah, mom and dad are fighting. Nah, it, to me, it was a spirit of debate. And the segue is it was over John, John, Johnny Boney Joni. So I think, I think what was, I, I think, I don't think, I think even by the end, I wasn't understood. I wasn't understood to be saying what it was that I was actually saying. And then she was digging in because she was still thinking that I was saying what I hadn't said. And what I said fundamentally is two things are going on with the Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Boney Joni situation. Two things. Either this is planned, and we've talked about this on the other show, this is planned, making it kayfabe, or it was unplanned, <laughs> making them the two worst business people in the world. And that's what she took. She said, if nobody's paying attention to you, what are you supposed to do? You're giving them a hard time for, for, for going public with it? I said, <laughs> yeah, a year later. I mean, everybody knew, everybody knew what was going on. <laughs> what are you, bro, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be eating dinner. What are you doing texting me? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you what, what no, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna, uh, I, look, I, I, I'll get into this later. He, he probably doesn't want me to read it anyway. I saw the word pussy, this is a family show. We're not going to get into it. So um, <laughs> I'll read it afterwards, Matt. So, um, so hey, Johnny Boney Joni leaves the belt behind, leaves lightweight, says, do what you want to do. Um, do what you want to do. Um, I'm going to heavyweight. Gaining weight, lifting weights, Twitter, Twitter. Now, in Steph's mind, this past, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, but this passed as negotiating. In a passive-aggressive sense, yes. But I'm like the movie Sexy Beast. You know, no, 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 no. We're talking about this now. We're talking about now. And, you know, every fighter I know who's a pro fighter has described the UFC the same way. Most recently, Luke Cockhold, which is fundamentally like it's being connected to the worst partner in the world. They call too much. They call too little. They call too late. They call too early. You know, classic, toxic relationship type stuff. What I do, and Steph was saying, well, they knew, they knew. That, you know, if it's my money we're talking about, I cross those T's and I dot those I's from the beginning. I don't mess around. If we're talking about money, very specifically, I tell you, one guy, um, we played in a country. And we had a guarantee. We have guarantees when we play, Oxbow style. And the guy, his English wasn't that good. And I guess what he was coming up to me, and my our booking agent uh, said he was retiring, but his last thing was to book our tour. He was like, listen, if I were you, I wouldn't play this show. I wouldn't play this show if I were you. But you can get, you can deal with these guys and decide if you want, because you have, otherwise you have a day off. So it's either take a day off and enjoy Berlin, I'll go to Poland and play this show. And at the end of the show, the guy comes up to me and he's got that look on his face. He's got that look on his face that's already got me on edge. And he starts talking about money and about, how, and okay, before I get steamed up again thinking about what I, what, what I thought he was saying, I thought this was a moment where I was about to get it in the ass. Sorry about the family show thing. 
In actual fact, what he was saying is, I'm collecting all the money now. I'll be with you in a minute. But his English wasn't that good. So he was like, about the money. And I was like, what? And the sort of color drained from his face. And he goes on. And he 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 tells the, his bandmates, you know, Eugene just gave me a look that like, that I never ever want to see again in my life. Can we please get the money and get it to him now? And so he, they get the money and they get it to me. And of course, that was the show where I met Kasha, the very first Oxbow uh, Poland show. Met her and her boyfriend at the time and all the rest of her bandmates became great friends, clearly. So I don't play games. The second I relinquish that belt, I'm telling Malky, get in there and talk to him about money. Because they've been talking, they've been getting cute, and him and Ngano have been saying, we want to do it with each other, we want to do it with each other, we want to fight, we want to do it with each other. Come on, let's do it, let's do it. Everybody's been talking about it, talking around it. So keep in mind, there are only two possibilities. This is planned. Or they're the worst business people in the world. That's number two. Now, Johnny Boney Joni's job is not business. His job is fighting. On his tax return, he writes fighting. Malky is somebody who draws a salary to do business. If I'm Johnny Boney Joni and Malky is not calling the bald one every fucking day, you're getting fired. And not only do I want you calling him every day, I want you calling him every day, and I want proof that you called him. Not because I don't trust you, but because at some point at a press conference, I want to be able to unscroll the roll of toilet paper where I can show we called on Tuesday, Janu- January 17th, called three times that day, return, return, and I want to show that this man does not operate in good confidence. So that 12 months later, when the moment that I've been planning for comes, I don't have to be squabbling publicly. So it's either made up, it's kayfabe, or they're the worst business people ever. Now, Steph says to me, she's like, well, you know, how Johnny, well, you know, he should, he did the right thing. I, I said, yeah, I'm not having a problem. She, I, maybe I misspoke and said that he was, he bored. She goes, you know, you're sounding kind of like a, like a oopsie shill. An oopsie shill? No, not necessarily, but it's my money we're talking about, right? And this fundamentally feels different to me than Fedor and, and Couture, because Couture was never letting a nickel slide through his writ, through his fingers. Couture would have been calling up every day. Couture has got a, 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 a history of business partners whose asses hurt as a result of having done business with him. And that man is not poor. Finkelstein, same thing. Not budging, not budging. But it feels fundamentally different. Why? Because fundamentally, uh, Fedor and Randy Couture could take take it or, or have left the fight. They didn't give a shit. They had a steady record of accomplishment up to that. At this point, Randy was already making movies, didn't need the fight game, just did it out of personal curiosity.
both of these guys, Ngannou and Jones, need this. Moreover, um, Kid Nate on the last uh, uh, If the Shoes Fit disagreed with me. Moreover, I would say the sport needs it. I would say this is good for the sport. Unless you want to see Gerald Mearshop fight again. Or, you know what? I had a dark star moment on If the Shoes Fit today. She mentioned the next week's show, of which there are 15 fights in the card. I only got three cares. And one is a cat fighting Jeremy, a dark old close who's fighting Jeremy Stevens. I heard that name, Jeremy Stevens. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Jeremy Stevens. It's like Snake, Snake Plishkin. I thought you was dead. He's still alive and he's still fighting. He hasn't fought for a year and he's going to come in and fight close. Come on. Come on. Come on. So at some point, you have your love of cash and your love of, of this, this non-cash-based abstraction that rises above, you know, the, the, the rising advancing of the human spirit, you know, to borrow a line from Shang-Chi, which now they're going to make into a... a a movie that they would destroy the whole franchise. Jim Starlin uh, drawn comic book about the master of Kung Fu, the rising of this thing that elevates it where they say the demiurge, you know, creates a sense world out of the, the platonic triad of beauty, truth, and goodness. I, I don't think I'm overstating the case to state that that Nganu, you know, uh, uh, Nganu against Johnny Boney Joey, you know, these guys are negative images of each other. This, this is like, this is going to be, this is, I, I, I can't understand, I can't overstate how compelling of a, the word mega is not enough to describe this. If you do over 1 million buys, pay-per-view buys at $69, 70, say 70, 70 mil, and that's just a pay-per-view. Now you're doing that stupid thing in Florida and you can do that stupid thing in Texas of packing all these people into uh, arenas and having them COVID it up, Corona and up. You got what, 14,000 seat, seat arena? You could go bigger. You could go bigger. The sports book, I, I don't know who runs things in Vegas, but the sports book on this would be huge. So they're either the worst business people ever or this is all made up. And that was the nature of the fight. Now, now I, Steph was confused, was thinking that I was saying it's, it's incorrect, it's improper to take, you know, take, you know, it's like the old blues song. I think it's Elmore James. Don't start me talking. I'll tell you everything I know. There's, there's this weird shadow space where people say, you know, Eugene just wrote a whole article on his bleeding ass. Man, this guy, his sense of boundaries, he'll tell anything. Well, because people think I tell anything, I'm actually quite good at keeping secrets. Because people assume if I've said everything, he's said everything he has to say. I got secrets. People come to me and say, Eugene, don't tell anybody. I, said, I won't tell anybody. I said, man, Eugene's really good. He didn't tell anybody. Well, that's because I forgot. But 
But I, I it's it's fair game. It's fair game. If if you know, and and I understand from the Baldwin's position, the kayfabe thing, maybe it generates more interest. Maybe maybe it doubles it. Maybe it goes well over. Yeah, yeah that's right. Maybe it goes well over. And that Obama uh, cancer secret hasn't been borne out uh, to be to be true. But you know, I'm not following. He's too busy counting money probably to get over to his doctor. So, um, so that's all been cut out of uh, Monday afternoon's version of Care Don't Care. Steph cut it cut it out, and I said spirit spirited debate. But I understand because some people would side with her and say Eugene's a freaking idiot, and that uh, Jones Johnny Boney Jr. should be able to do it whatever he wants on his Twitter feed. It's his Twitter feed. And I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm saying one is a good PR move, one is not. And if you've had 364 days to talk about this stuff, how are you guys all suddenly sitting around surprised? How are you all sitting around suddenly shocked and surprised? But there's something happening outside. The cat, the cats, I put them out. That's why they're not yowling, but there's something what the hell's going on? I'm sorry that uh, I, I got to lock Jan out because he's just yelling during the, I can't tell whether he's killed something or he, I can't, he's a strange cat. You know, he fell off of an 11 story building and survived. And since then his mind has not been as, it's not, it's not quite right. Nothing, nothing. I can't figure out what he's doing anyway. Anyway, you have 364 days to prepare for this. 364 days to prepare for this. Uh, he's 11 years old. 365 days to, to 64 days to prepare for this. And on that 365th day, you're, everybody's surprised. He's wanting Deontay Wilder money. He goes, I don't want Deontay Wilder money, but I want... Look, if you make $70 million, you don't even need to put an undercard on that. That uh, uh, you're still paying people five grand a fight. You could have just those two fight, and people would still go. People would still. People are paying to see Jake Paul and Ben Askren. Stop it. And I made the claim on uh, if the shoes fit. I made the very public claim that I thought that that, that uh, Ari Emanuel was pursuing. 100% ownership of, of the UFSI specifically to be able to to get rid of uh, to uh, to get rid of uh, uh, the bald one and uh, Kid Nate just starts shaking his head very sad and he and he and he and he yanked the curtain back a little bit for me and he was like that's because you believe it was happening on the front side of the curtain on the back side of the curtain the only thing Endeavor has that's of any value is the UFSI. And part of that value of the UFC is delivered by the con- consistent lowballing of 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 uh, for fighter pay that the Baldwin kicks in. In other words, he's still the man in Endeavor's eyes. Less the man if he starts giving people more than seventeen percent. Less the man if he starts giving people more, but holding them to seventeen percent. And I'm thinking, you know, Endeavor, it's about entertainment, formerly William Morris. It's about driving compelling visual spectacles that people just want like they want heroin. And he goes, no, no, 
Now the objective is to be able to roll out those, those to fold out those spreadsheets, green and white spreadsheets, spread them out and to be able to look at the P&L and go, man, we made a lot of money last year. I mean, uh, and I always say, my drummer looks at me and he, and he laughs, when I always say when somebody does something, so, somebody who's wealthy does something amazingly cheap, and I go, what, like $100 million is not enough for you? And just looks at me the same way Kid Nate did, sadly, shaking his head. See, Eugene, is never enough. When are you going to figure that out? You know, when are you gonna when are you gonna put that together? <laughs> when are you gonna fit? Yeah, drummers, right? The drum MMA fighters are the drummers, the 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 drummers of the fight world. But you know what? You know what Albini said to me once. He said, "There's only two ways that you can that you can ruin a really good band: a bad drummer and a bad singer, and or." If you think that I'm sticking around to watch Jeremy Stevens fight, you're wrong. You make this fight happen with Johnny, but any and 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 both Steph and Kid Nate said the same thing. They said that the bald one's not going to budge on this because you know, well, he budged for Connor, yeah, but now he's got a budge for Connor, then he's got a budge for Johnny Bonagione, then he's got a budge for well, he didn't budge for the Diaz's. Ruin their careers rather than offer them what they thought what they were really worth. Well, he's budged a little bit with Nate. Nate's making a lot more with the. But okay. My point is, my point is, I budge when I have to budge. The Baldwin's point is, I never have to budge. You know, where's he gonna go? What's he gonna do? What are you 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 gonna do? Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? Hmm? Where are you gonna you gonna go fight Bellator? No. You're gonna go to one? No. Aren't you concerned a little bit that you've got this kind of Ali Act things and this antitrust thing coming up with the UFC? What? Concerned? What? I'll be concerned five years down the road. That's five years, 365 days times how much money am I pulling each year? Fuck you. That's the bald one's take. But I got to tell you, I, I got to tell you, if they don't make this fight happen, honest to God, if they don't make this fight happen, if this fight hasn't happened by this time next year, you will not watch, you will not be watching me talking about MMA. That's not a threat. That's a promise. The amount of money I make off of my involvement with mixed martial arts, I can study Brazilian jiu-jitsu just easily enough. And like I said, I'm doing the show stomper is a market departure from Knuckle Up. Knuckle Up was specifically about fighting. I could talk about anything I want on show stomper. Of course, I'm just thinking about fighting all the time. So it's, but you know what I don't think about? What is the thing that, the, the great line from Barfly? Ah, cops, don't you just hate them? Fade Dunaway says to Mickey Rourke, 
who's playing, she's playing Wanda, he's playing Bukowski. He's like, no, but I just feel better when they're not around. Don't you just hate the, the bald one? I go, no, I just feel better when they're not around. This time next year, mark my words. Because there's a point at which, there's a point at which they could have put together that fight with Fedor and Couture. But after three tries, it got to the point that we knew that we weren't getting the goods. And people were just like, you know, I used to do that game with my dog. Here's the ball. Here's the ball. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. Get the ball. And I held the ball. She came, ah, and I yanked the ball. Ah, I yanked the ball. Hey, ah, I yanked the ball away. And then she would just give me the chimp chill out. I go, come on. Yeah, come on. And she turned her head and she's like, you know, whatever stupid human thing you're doing, I'm not, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm, not, I'm done. <laughs> if the Baldwin were to die within the year, would you still keep your promise? Um, it would mean that Nate was right. Totally would mean that Nate was right and that Ari Emanuel is concerned about a bottom line. I mean, now that I put it out there, I really feel like I'm the stupid one. Did you hear what I just said? That Ari Emanuel doesn't care about the bottom line. I mean, it just, it just, it just, what, what else has he got? What else has Endeavor got? What they have before? I don't know. I mean, if you were hoping to make your money off of movies, that's done. I mean, at least until COVID breaks, that's every day, people not going to movies. You know how I know? Because James Bond hasn't been released yet. That's the only movie I'm excited about. So why are we going to release this movie? We spent $100 million on this movie. Going to release it on the streamer and make what back? Bupkis. So, um, so put it together. I mean, you know. You know, they cancel these TV shows and then they get viewer kind of boycotts and to drive in the people signing petitions to get the shows put back on TV. Ah, da, da, da. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing, you know what, you, you know what my contribution is limited to? $70. That's it. That's all I can do for you. It's bad enough to have to give you that $70. Have you give you that $70 and know that you're spending it on Malibu beach houses, uh, Brazilian hookers, and uh, uh, $2,000 tips to waitresses? It's enough. Give some to the fighters. Toss some of that ham out of that chair. <laughs> Meism, yeah, I got you. You know, open the little curtain, take your plate, roll some of those sausages out. I mean, because because everything else, the key to you succeeding. And this is this could be America writ large. The key to you succeeding has everything to do with our willingness to believe that we're getting top choice. Or that or that top choice is right around the corner. Or that if we work hard and keep our nose to the grindstone, that top choice will be ours tomorrow. That's the only thing that keeps the tumbrils from rolling and the guillotines from chopping off all their heads. This idea that my, I could hit tomorrow. 
But, you know, there are people actively engaged in making sure there are no accidental hits, that there are no sausages rolling off those plates anybody else's way but the one who holds the plate. So here I am still surprised. You know, I am the guy, I am the guy, you know how, how many times I got punched in the face? Literally punched in the face because I'm thinking about man's higher ideals. I'm jawing at some guy, guy's jawing back at me. I'm jawing at the guy, he's jawing back at me. We're having a philosophical discussion in my mind. Guy walks up to me and I'm still jawing. He walks in and pop. Pits me in the face. <laughs> it's happened to me at least six times. <laughs> and I'm a fighter. I've been, I've been fighting since I was like 10 at the boys club. And then 11 started taking karate. Stopped boxing and started taking karate. It was probably around the age of, of 21, where 22, where I started figuring it out. You know, you start jawing, start jawing, and the guy gets too close. I go, yeah, that's close enough. You get a little closer, we're going to, you know, the bada bing, bada bang. <laughs> so here I am thinking, man, that these guys are going to want to do it because it would give us so much pleasure. Uh-uh, no. Are they going to want to book it because it's, it's just, it's, you know, in... It's a historical fight. It'll be remembered like Rumble in the Jungle and Thrill in Manila. It'll be something, uh-uh. We're, we're looking down here and up here. You know, that, that ivory tower on the, where great things happen, and they're just looking right at the sausages on the plates, and that's how they get me every time. Punched in the face every single time. Yeah, except after 21, I started to realize, eh, eh, what is that, the, the Wallace Stevens thing about necessary angels. I started to realize, these are no necessary angels here. That guy's coming back. He's coming back for, he's coming back for a punch. And I could receive it or I could deliver it. And the kid's peeking at me. She's like, I see you. Hey, yeah, she's listening to the show. So, you know, over the course of time, you decide what? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm a little bit tired of getting punched in the face. I don't like to punch in the face anymore. Of course, I don't want to be the one because I've always been concerned about legal ramifications of street, street cuffs, street fisticuffs. So my preferred MO at that point became, I'm going to heckle you until you strike. It's not so much I don't mind getting hit in the face. I just minded being surprised about getting hit in the face. And I'm perfectly happy to have the guy hit me first so that whatever happens after that is self-defense. But I'm thinking he really wants to put this together. He really wants to put this together. He really, really wants to put this together. And I'm thinking stuff about down here and up here, up here. And he's looking at his plate <laughs> and the sausages on the plates. Hey, look at that sausage. Eh, how many sausages do I have now? He is bad for the sport. And yeah, Johnny Boney Joni and Malky deserve some of the responsibility for not having lit that guy's phone up every single day for 364 days. So when you get to today and he says, Johnny Boney Joni, you say, oh, really? So we're talking now. 
through second and third hand proxies. And Malky called you on Tuesday, January, and just list off, just tweet out a whole series of tweets of the times he called and the times that you were not called back or tweeted back or responded back. You know, do that. Do that. Very specifically do that. So at that point, in the since we're now we're now litigating this in the court of public opinion, you go in the court of public opinion, you go, I did all I could do. How about this? How about I wasn't trying to get 50 mil Deontay Wilder money, but I'm not trying to get MMA 8 mil either. So you don't have to be a mathematical genius. There's 8 mil and there's 50 mil. What is the delta between 8 and 52? <laughs> let's, let's split that. Let's say it was 10, so 10 and, and, and 50, that's 40, so it's 42 mil, $21 million. So well, if I pay you 21 mil, I got to pay Nganu. You, you don't even have to give up more just because he's a champion. Just say, I'll give you 21, 21 mil too. Percent. You don't even, it doesn't even have to be money up front. I should maybe get John Nash in here. He's in Minnesota. God knows why or where, what he's doing there. I suspect he's really at the juniper bushes behind the 7-Eleven next to the dumpster down in Reseda, but whatever he wants to tell people. So, okay, so I got to get the same. We all want to get the same. 21 mil, 21 mil, 42 mil. You know how much that leaves you? That leaves you with $28 million base. You don't even have to... And I, I guarantee you don't even have to, you wouldn't ha even have to go to 21 mil. I bet you Johnny Boy Jr. would do it for 16 mil because he wants to do it. Because he's thinking down here and he's thinking up here. But, you know, this is the kind of date where, you know, I think never, maybe the twain shall, shall not meet. And if that happens, this time next year, I will be talking about literature. I will be talking about anything else. But it'll be like, you know, you, you know what I've done that with, too? Pop culture. But I'll read through the People magazine section of my Google News feed, and I don't know who any of these people are. And I'm, 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 I have a vague memory of the Kardashians as being related to the guy who got OJ off. Married to uh, Kanye. I, I don't own a single Kanye record. On the one hand, it used to panic me. I was like, oh man, this is how people get, get old. On the other hand, I found it incredibly liberating. I, I have to ask Kasha, I go, well, hey, dude, what, what does Taylor Swift sound like? She goes, oh, you know her songs, you've heard them. So not that I know. And I, I felt clean. I felt like, like Jesus had washed me. Hey, see, I'm getting close to Rose now. I'm not going to talk about, about, about Judas. <laughs> I'm getting close, close to her. Next thing I'm going to talk about my, my God circle. I don't know. 
I, you know, whatever people need to get them through the day, I, yeah, you know. But the thing is, we sell ourselves so cheaply, so cheaply. And you know, I did a whole record on, on a whole record on a guy like 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 the bald one. It's called the, it's called Thin Black Duke Oxbows. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, the cat stuck on the screen. Look at him, dumbass. His claws, he's stuck in the screen. <laughs> hey, if you fell off an eleven-story building, you might get stuck on the screen too. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, the thing is, right now, I've invested in this emotionally too much, and I'm sure you've been in a relationship where you get to that point where, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm out. And the situations in which, in uh, situations in which that's happened to me. You know, the woman has been surprised, right? <laughs> and there's been all this tearful, this thing, and I got to need to talk to you about this thing. It's like, oh, yo, hey, hey. Remember when you told me to meet you at 10 and I showed up at 10 and I didn't hear from you for like two days? Remember that? <laughs> remember, you don't remember that? Because I do. I remember that. So now that I've moved on, you're upset. You should have been upset back then when I was upset. You're so cold. I'm cold. Eh. I, I, I left the door open for you. I could have been murdered in my sleep. 10 o'clock. No, no. There, there, there's a point at which you, you end up in Lord Dunsany land. where every person is equally attractive or every person is equally unattractive, which means you don't care. Kodak Black, I don't know who that is. Kardashians, Chloe, I don't know, Scott Disick. These are just names that you, you could be saying to me, you could be saying to me, plate glass window, Eugene, lag screw, crazy glue. They're just names. What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat. Simple creature comforts. Whether I'm cold or not, I have time to take a bath versus a shower. You know. But 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 what I what I what I would think, just like the dog with the ball, what I would think at times like this, and after me being 21 and realizing that our necessary our higher angels don't always come into play. The mantra in my head consistently was always by way of a warning. And the warning was, keep playing. Keep playing. Keep playing. You'll work yourself into fuck you land. Fuck you land. You know, there's a certain point at which I could... Totally with now this COVID thing, I get my second vaccine vaccination on the 22nd. They, you know, conceivably, I reach a point where I just focus on getting my black belt. Like a lot of the other jujitsu guys I know, they don't give a shit about MMA. It's mild curiosity. I told myself when I got my black belt, I would go back to boxing. 
not get stopped black, it's not jujitsu, but would work boxing in one to two days a week. Because I miss it. Keep fucking around. That's usually what's going through my head right before I hit somebody in the face. Now, yeah, yeah, you know, so you now, yeah, it's the self-defense thing is stuck. But a lot of times I'm in situations where, where I, I will ask people, like the last time I laid the guy out in Belgium, I go, is it your desire that I strike you? Guy goes, do what you got to do. Keep it up. Hey, hey, you guys, you want to see the kid? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. She loves she loves the poster. <laughs> Which she talks to. <laughs> so so that that that's my mantra. Keep fucking around. Keep fucking around. And I can only use that language before pre, she's pre-language. I'm not one of those fathers who likes to curse around their kids. Never did, never will. So that's it. One, six, zero. If you think that what I'm pushing is this idea, if you think it's this idea that Rose should be somehow Canceled. Nah, I don't know that I really feel that way. I just, you know, I wasn't listening to you before. I'm not listening to you now. I'm not going to listen to you tomorrow. Uh, generally, I'm not listening to any of you fighters. I just want to see, you know, you know, you know how you talk with your hands. I find it disappointing. Just like I find other stupid things disappointing. Johnny Boney Joni, I don't know what Malky's doing to get to, to, uh, uh, thank you. I don't know what Malky's doing to, to get his salary, but if it's not calling the UFC every day to try to get 18, 20, 19 million dollars for this fight, then I, I have serious questions about what he's doing. That if you believe the second scenario. <laughs> the first scenario, good on you, make the fight happen in the next in the next eight months, and all will be forgotten. But this next fight. Watch the care, don't care to, tomorrow. Three cares. Three. And I had to be pushed for that third care. So two cares on a 15-fight card. Think I'm going to watch it live? Hell no. I don't need to. Watch it right at the end. Because the fights I care about are the co-main and the main. Anyway, uh, Monday at noon, care, don't care. It was just me and Steph this week. Goes live. Uh, it will not have the argument in it. <laughs> Steph is like my sister, but I've got to respect that she cut it out because I know that people would have been picking sides in the comments and they would have been ganging up on her. And I don't want that. And I'm sure she doesn't want it. Tuesday, it's uh, uh, if the shoes fit. I'm guessing John will be back. So technically, it's John's week. If not, maybe Alexi will uh, 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 requisition uh, Kid Nate into, into filling in, or maybe it'll just be me and Alexi. I don't know. Eugene S. Robinson.substack.com on Allison Anders this week. Check it out. Next Sunday, fate's willing. Nobody dies. We'll see you all then. Until then, look what you made me do! Ah!
out to get to start crying because she was like when I scream, ah, 